Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. you are now listening to the P13 Podcast. All right. Welcome back to the P13 Podcast, episode two. Episode dos. Dos. Right? What's that? Spanish for two. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Uh, It's only Spanish, I know. (laughs) I don't know very much either, but as you can tell. Anyways, we're here talking about the history of Project 13. How did it come to fruition? Where did the name come from? Yeah, definitely a uh, good question and um, and uh, great question. Thank great you. question, great question by Mr. Pride Call myself over on there. my questions. These Canadian um, questions come at you. Canadian questioner—that's what they call them up there in Quebec. Uh, Not from Quebec. But so the the history of Project Thirteen, we feel that it's it's helpful to provide our listeners with a little bit of the history, and also we'll get into a little bit of myself and Michael's history because we feel it's important for everyone to understand where we came from as well. Cause a lot of times in what we do, people look at us and they say, Oh, you know, he or she is the trainer. So like, it makes sense that they're this level of fitness or that they can do this or that or blah, blah, blah. But we do feel it's important that you all understand. We were not always like that. We were not born like that. Yeah. Um, although Kala has excellent hip mobility that I believe he was born with, but maybe not. He said he did Taekwondo. I have yet to see him throw any punches or kicks. I'm not a very violent person. I, gotta, I know. I gotta, he, he's, you can you can do I, it to the air. It's fine. I want to <laughs> see it. I want to see it. Um, Much appreciated, but I think, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so important for you all to understand that we also had our own experiences, also had our own challenges, faced adversity, mm-hmm. and we feel that that would help all of you because some of you that have been training with us, you know, for just a little bit, kind of know the adversities that we give you in the gym yeah I mean you see those but then also you're like I've only been training seriously for two to three months mm-hmm. I'm never gonna get there right and that's not the case going back to episode one adversity doesn't always have to be the physical sense exactly right we also have those, those other challenges yep in mental there. emotional challenges that we face in our daily lives so so the history of project 13 we'll, we'll kind of dive into that the name of uh, project 13 I've always been interested about this because I was the first time I heard it I was like wow yeah, it's uh, it's pretty deep, Strikes and uh, when when we chose the name, I kind of wanted it to be, I did I wanted to avoid names like um, flex and like synergy and like what are some other examples? Uh, uh, sweat, sweat, like things like that. That you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just not who we are, right? I wanted to avoid names that were already synonymous with something and instead wanted to choose a name that really didn't have any specific meaning, but make that name synonymous with us so that when people hear it, they're like, that's that gym in San Francisco, right? Um, that's, that's that, that gym that has all these pillars. Yeah. That like, you know, it's this, this dope gym that is super, super awesome community. And, and so project 13 would then become synonymous with that. The name is based off of the uh, Greek mythology of Hercules. So uh, for those of you that don't know, Hercules is a a Greek mythological character, right? Greek god? uh, I believe he's a titan. This is something that maybe we'll have to cross-reference, but I believe his father (laughs) was a god. Got it. And his mother was a a woman of this earth, which makes him a titan. That's what a titan is. 
Um, so he's strong. He's strong. Yeah, Gosh he's strong. he's yoked. One might uh, ask. You know, <laughs> deadlift probably 500, 600. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. TJ coming in strong with the clarification. Oh, well, all right. Okay, we'll, so we'll pass go back. this through. Uh, t- yeah, so. So her, who is her? <laughs> yeah. So our producer TJ informed us that uh, that uh, Hercules is nor a titan or a god, but a demigod. Got it. Which demi is maybe, you know, that's a whole nother but, rabbit hole that we'll get into later. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, the story of Hercules and uh, part of the, the myth of Hercules, he had to perform 12 labors throughout his life to prove his worth. What are some of those labors? Some of the labors. So the first one, he had to slay uh, the Nemean lion. That sounds um, He had to fight uh, uh, a hydra, which is like a nine-headed monster. Um, there's a there's a long list, and that's actually something, too, that in the future we want to get creative with at Project 13 and, and create some named workouts based off of those, which will be good fun. Um, we like to think that there's a 13th labor that he never completed, and that is building better humans, right? So we also, though, believe that uh, that 13th labor is not really a labor at all, but instead is uh, we look at it as a project because we're all ongoing projects. And we believe that, you know, you've never really a lot arrived. You're, you're always working on getting better at something, hence the name Project 13. Mm. Well, what about yourself? What are you always still trying to work on? Oh, it's, uh, that's a, that's Cause a we've had conversations question. about the, well, let's say recently, what about recently? Oh, so recently, you know, like I, like people may look at me and say, oh, like he's, he's very fit or whatever. He can do all these different like movement tasks or whatever. Um, but there's, you know, one thing that, that you'll find as you, uh, listen, listen on with us throughout these episodes is that there's always something that you can improve. Um, so right now specifically, I'm just really trying to get, as people know it in the gym, I have created a saying super fucking strong (laughs) and super fucking flexible. Those are the two things that, that I'm really working on right now. So there's different ways that we measure that in project 13. And so that in an, in and of itself can kind of be a whole nother episode that we go into. But, um, but so the, the 12 labors that we look at, we look at those as, representation of the challenges that we all face in life on a daily basis, you know, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, the, the reality is, is we all have adversity that we face, whether it be at work, at home, with friends, relationships, uh, then, the, uh, of course, like the physical challenges mental. that we experience, the mental challenges that we experience in the gym as we're trying to get stronger and things like that. Yeah. So let's take it back a little bit here. Let's go to Let's take it back to the history of Project 13, but more so talking about you. Where did you get your start, Mr. Conway? Yeah, so kind of what we touched on at the beginning of the episode, I was not uh, always this fit. Um, And so, I mean, I was active as a kid growing up. I played a lot of sports, football and rugby primarily. Um, And so I pretty much always used my body in a physical way. Then I graduated college, stopped playing rugby and got into a corporate job where I very quickly realized how much I missed, you know, having a physical endeavor mm-hmm. uh, to pursue. Um, and then also like another side thing of that uh, is as a kid, I was not the most healthy child. I was sick Terms a lot of- due to like, I had this weird thing with my tonsils. We won't get super into it, 
but I got my my tonsils removed when I was 17. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, they should have done it way sooner. But um, that led to me being sick all the time, and then like a few other things happened where I had three like fairly major surgeries in four years. That was a very pivotal moment in my development as just a person, but then also as a fitness professional, because it showed me that there are a lot of things in life related to health that are somewhat out of your control. Yeah. And so I, I came to the determination that I was going to do whatever I could to um, control my health, you know, so making sure that I exercise, eat well, you know, and, and things like that. Taking things into your own hands. Exactly. Where you yeah. can like control the other as- for other sure. environmental factors that have been coming into your life. For sure. Because like something could happen that's like completely out of your control. So yeah. I was like, well, why why not control what I can't? My yeah. Health? So then when did you start? So I um, so I was about 20 years old when I had the last like surgery. And that, that was the moment that I was like, okay, this is ridiculous and terrible. And like, I just need to, I just need to take, take more care of myself. And Mm -hmm. so then that led me into exploring like what, and at the same time I was still playing rugby. Um, and so I explored like, okay, when I do these certain things in training, how is that reflected as in, in me in terms of my health, but then also what does that do to my performance on the field? So there was like an interesting kind of, what would be some of those examples like that you were taking? So in, in college rugby is not, I mean, it's a serious sport, but like a lot of the guys that play it, they love to drink and have a good time and whatever. And so in the off season, all, all my teammates were doing that and I was training and, you know, eating well and stuff like that. And I noticed when I came back after, after one off season in particular, I mean, people were like, "Whoa, you're like shredded, you're fast, like all this stuff. And so I was like, that's interesting. Like there's a direct relationship, right? So Mm -hmm. I drew that direct relationship. And then, you know, after college started getting more into fitness and became what a lot of people would call fitness enthusiast, Mm -hmm. which then just led me to really want to do that for other people and help other people come to that realization. So then that's what led me into going into uh, a master's program at uh, Lipscomb university for exercise, nutrition, science, Long story short, did that, then moved out to the Bay Area and and started working for another gym for um, about a year to six months, mm. six months like formally, but was involved with the gym for like a year, year and a half. And then things didn't work out there, led to me branching off and then eventually creating Project 13, oh. which is where we're at today. Well, that's where we're at. And it's lovely that you've created that because... I mean, Given I'm having me fun with an it. an opportunity, and I appreciate that. Oh, of as course. Well. Of course. Uh, it's going back to that, it's, it's interesting that you were mentioning how your training has kind of developed. You've seen kind of the results of your training, and, and it has shown in your performance. And now people have recognized that. And it's interesting because I have kind of a similar uh, experience in my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I Love guess, to hear it. Tell yeah, us, fast tell us forwarding about through Mr. my Kala. birth. Fast forwarding through all my skip the uh, early labor. days in Canada. Skip the labor. You got to skip the Canadian <laughs> days. It, it doesn't really do much justice out here. But going into my senior year of college, I was already playing baseball at uh, San Francisco State. Um, the year before my junior year, I just transferred over from junior college. Uh, had known nothing much about training, nutrition, anything like that. Going to the buffets after games was mm. delicious. Love but it. Carb load. 
Uh, it was a seafood load, actually. Oh. It was a lot of crab legs, vitamin, butter. Vitamin yeah. C and yeah. calcium. Uh, I guess you could say carb load with like the breaded chickens and things like that. There but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Um, going into that junior year, barely made the team, barely played, didn't have a lot of opportunities there. But going back to how you changed your uh, mindset on things to help you get to where you needed to go, I was having uh, that Going into my senior year, we actually hired, or the team hired a coach who played in the majors and was uh, an assistant coach, kind of a volunteer assistant coach. It kind of brought life back into me wanting to play baseball. Because mm. after that, it was like, I wasn't even supposed to make this team. I wasn't expected to make that team. Yeah, Had to find other ways to kind of motivate myself. Uh, changed up kind of the mindset. I was kind of locked in this mindset that kind of helped me get here. Mm -hmm. But then certain circumstances take effect. You got to adapt. Didn't realize that until almost too late, mm -hmm. but was able to make some changes there with my coach. Then it sparked me into expanding into more training, getting into my kinesiology degree and using that to kind of help propel me forward and using that knowledge to be like, okay, in order for me to get to where I want to go, I have to do X, Y, Z, either in the gym mm -hmm. with what I'm eating during that day, how I go about my practices, what am I practicing? How do I focus in on like developing my swing so that I can get the best results out of yeah. my own personal performance? Yep. Um, and I just think that's great. That just correlates between me and you. We've talked about definitely we've, like talked surface about this, but hasn't haven't gone like in full detail about. Like, yeah. Yeah. Are similar paths and it's just amazing how you can get from those things. Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of similarity. And I mean, that's that like you understanding that, right. There's a direct result from you putting in the work, you know, that shows in your, in your game. Um, and, you know, I think as you've explained it to me, that's, that's a pretty pivotal moment in your development and you wanting to be a coach because you had that experience. Um, and it's definitely, it's the same for me. So, I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, it's great. You and I are on the same wavelength, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> I haven't just a final point on this, but it's like that thing where you kind of learn how to teach based on knowing what not to do. Yes, definitely. And there's, yeah. And that's, that can be something we dive into a lot Absolutely. in the future, but there is a, uh, there is something to be said about that. And we both had our experiences, um, making mistakes. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, and that's what we're hopefully helping, uh, all of you avoid. Um, you know, I think that there's, uh, a lot of bullshit out there as we always say. Yeah. And so, um, you know, as always, we're trying to help you avoid that. So on that note, I think that's, that wraps up episode two. Episode dose. Episode two. So as always folks, avoid the bullshit. Avoid the bullshit. Thank you again for listening to the P13 podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production. Absolutely. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Project 13 Gyms. You can find myself at Kemifan, that is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media? You can find me at Conway Bunga, that's C-O-N-W-A-Y-B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us 
at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.